you are ready, fam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome all. You know what it is. Welcome to Jurassic Fucking Pod. Your boy, boy, guy. It's your boy, Abby. Week to talk about um, NBA standings. All right, so we are doing this on a Sunday morning. It's 10.53 a.m. at the moment. So no games have started. And just just for later, when we do, like, players of the week, like, you know, like, the offensive and defensive, we are usually doing it from the Sunday, um, like, the Sunday of last week up until the Saturday of, you know, so, like, essentially yesterday, like, Saturday, right? And then we'd be doing it from the Sunday of last week. So that is how we calculate our shit. Well, let me get into the standings right now. Sorry, I just wanted to clarify that before. Uh, standings: The Eastern Conference right now, starting at one, is Boston with twenty-one and six. Uh, Milwaukee at two with nineteen and six. Cleveland at three with seventeen and ten. Uh, Brooklyn at four with sixteen and twelve. Brooklyn actually came back pretty quickly. Uh, Philly at fifth with thirteen and twelve. Uh, let me see. Indiana was six at four, with fourteen and thirteen. Atlanta at seven with thirteen and thirteen. The Knicks, the Knicks at thirteen and, uh, at eight with thirteen and thirteen. Yo. Above our rap, yeah, like right below them is our Raptors at nine with thirteen and thirteen. Um, the Miami Heat at ten with twelve and fifteen. Um, eleven is Chicago with eleven and fourteen. The Washington Wizards got 12, uh, they're at 12 and they got 11 wins and 16 losses. The Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets uh, at 13, 7 and 19. <laughs> uh, 7 and 19, sorry. Um, at 14 is the Orlando Magic with 7 and 20. One of those seven is against us. We'll see what happens today. Um, with Detroit, damn, 7 and 21 at 15. Uh, in the West, sorry, that was a little sloppy, but in the West, uh, at number one, New Orleans Pelicans was 17 and 8. Um, at, oh, shit. All right. I don't know New Orleans. Um, at number two, Memphis Grizzlies was 17 and 9. Uh, at three, Denver Nuggets was 16 and 10. At four, the Phoenix Suns was 16 and 10. At five, Sac- at, let's go Sacramento. At five, uh, the Kings were 14 and 10. Uh, Portland Trailblazers at six with fourteen and twelve. Look, this is what I'm talking about. Some like you know, I'm about to get to it. But like at seven, the LA Clippers with fifteen and thirteen. At eight, Golden State who's sneaking back up is at um at the eighth spot uh, with fourteen and thirteen. Utah now out of the out of the picture, not early still, but um they're at fifteen and fourteen at the ninth spot. Um, Dallas is. At the 10th spot with 13 and 13. Minnesota Timberwolves are at 11 with 13 and 13. OKC is at 12 with 11 and 15. The Lakers <laughs> steadily creeping up the ladder um, uh, at 13 with 10 and 15. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs um, at 14 with 8 and 18. And the Houston Rockets at 7, sorry, at 15 with 7 and 18. So yeah, that's a little sloppy, my bad. Like, I actually haven't seen the Western Conference all week, so I was a little surprised by them. Mm-hmm. That's what I was talking about, though. 
like everybody was getting excited about 13 teams and that, yada yada. There's teams who are, and me, a conversation with you especially, there's going to be teams that we that are not in the picture right now that are going to make the playoffs. So the teams that are going to be displaced are going to hopefully not be too shocking to people. But like I said, I don't think the Kings will be displaced. I think they might be one of the few teams that are actually like from the earlier in the season that shocked everybody that stay. Because they actually got a decent roster and they're playing pretty well. They picked up. They picked up the good play. They picked up the right players. Like them getting Demontis Sabonis is a really big help. No, a thousand percent. Like there's, I li- there's a lot of players on the team right now that I like. So, you know, I hope it works out for them. The Golden, the Warriors, on their their way back into the picture, right? So, that was definitely gonna happen anyway. But I see it happening already. Is the Lakers are like closing in. They're only five games under the five hundred right now. So. They can figure it out. Like by All Star break, they they'll be in that pack where it's just like they may be fighting for the play in closer towards the end of the season, or even like sneaking into the seventh or sixth. Exact thing. Yeah, or like even sneak into the seventh or sixth spot. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at the East. The East looks like it's pretty set. There's going to be like maybe two, maybe two or three teams that are displaced. But, um, yeah, cause I can still see Chicago making a good run. Miami making a good run. Toronto is definitely going to find themselves in the playoff picture. So there's three teams that are like, for me personally, for sure. But it's like, who's going to be, who's going to be knocking out, right? So I think, I don't know, if Brooklyn doesn't implode again, at some point, they should be fine. So the top four, sh- top even five spots should be secure. So bottom three, like six, seven, and eight, that might be up for grabs for like a, like a few teams. So let's see, one, two, three, four, five yeah, teams. Let's see, there are a couple teams. So, you know, two teams are not gonna, not gonna be there this, uh, this uh, postseason. But, yeah, other than that, like, it's, it's looking how it's supposed to be so far. Pelicans, I'm very surprised by um, to be doing this well this early, but 17 and 8 is not like a crazy record. And they're, they've won six games in a row. Memphis has won five games in a row. Those are some pretty uh, notable win streaks. Milwaukee's won four games in a row. Brooklyn's won three. New York has won three. Like, you know, I've been talking a lot of shit about Julius Randle, but I feel like the minute I started talking shit about this, maybe he just started fucking snapping. <laughs> he heard your kind words and encouragement. It was behind closed doors. Like, I was like, that's why it creeped me out a little bit. I'm like, it's the minute I started talking shit about this nigga, all of a sudden this nigga's dropping like 30 plus points and shit. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, right. yeah the, the, literally the day of that you started talking like bad about him, which was like December, what, 6th, 7th? Yeah, he got he dropped 34 and 17. I think that was the day of that you were saying that. 34 17. And then to like add insult to injury, the next game after he dropped thirty three. So he he heard you yeah, somehow. He heard you. He heard you. Nice. No, but good good for the next man. Good for the next. They, they they needed those wins to like at least bring them in the top. You know, like eight, right? Yeah. Good for the next man. That's, that's good for them. 
But um, yeah, and the most notorious shit franchises in the league. Oh Lord, I'm ready. Here we go. <laughs> Nah, I'm not pussy. I'm gonna say that shit. They, they're honestly, I don't think they're the most notorious. There's, there, there has to be other teams that are. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. There's other teams. Like, no, not like the Knicks. If you said that about Charlotte Hornets, I would allow that, or like Orlando Magic, I would allow that. Even like Charlotte Hornets from MIA for like a decade plus, right? So like they just came back. So I don't, I don't want to do that to them. But they're in the Northeast for a little bit too. Actually, actually. Maybe answer something. My bad. I'm eating at the same time, so this was very rude. No, they 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 have been notoriously bad. Cause remember when back in the day they were uh, the Bobcats, no? Bobcats. No. Okay. Nah. So Charlotte, well, Charlotte had the Bobcats or whatever, but the Hornets were in New Orleans for a second too. And then when the Pelicans, when the New Orleans decided to change the name to the Pelicans, Michael Jordan was like, "All right, but give me the Hornets then," and then he got the Hornets. It was just pretty. It was a name change, not a franchise change. Yeah, but they they've been like I'll give Knicks over them for sure. Nah, at least Knicks. Totally. At least Knicks has had like their playoff runs, you know. This and the that. way I look at it, the way I look at it, the Knicks is probably one of the oldest franchises in the league, and um, the Raptors were made in 1995, and we won a championship since then. Took us a minute. But we won the championships since then. I'm just saying, the next thing shit. Uh, yeah, they just never got to pick up the right pieces, unfortunately. They haven't, and they've been through... Yeah, for like, like 30 years plus. So, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, within the 30 years, they had one legendary Hall of Famer basketball player that we all grown to know and love, which is Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. He's, he's a legend. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't grow, I didn't grow up on Patrick Ewing, so, like... I'm watching them through this shit. But sure. Alright. He is amazing. We can't say the same thing for Charlotte Hornets. So. <laughs> I don't I don't know why you dragged them into this. It's a bunch of franchises you can drag into this shit. But the Knicks are like oh, they used to call it New York. They, they call that shit the Mecca of basketball. It's not, it's not even like it's how much attention they draw to themselves just to win nothing. I think they called it the Mecca of basketball back then because of Patrick Ewing. Because like watching him play, like he was really aggressive. The, no, that's the reason. I'm, I'm that's not saying saying the, that's definitely I'm, not the reason. Like, that's, I'm not saying like it's the greatest reason, but like just because he did, like he had an outstanding career in New York, they 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 gave it that title. He, he had yeah, a, like he, didn't have a regular, he didn't have a regular career in New York. He played very very well. So outside of like like okay, they used to say like um a lot of like great basketball players came from New York, which I think is cap, but um. Like there's a one-two. Like, it's not cap. There's a one-two. I'm not doing that. No, nah, Kristaps, Carmelo, Kemba. They had a one-two. Yeah, New York does this lie. All New York does is lie. They just spew lies and then they lie about it to everybody. No, that, that, like what you, you just said is kind of it's kind of true because Melo, Kristaps, and Kemba, those are pretty good players. They're not from New York. Well, maybe New, uh, Carmelo's from New York. But I thought he's from Baltimore. But like, you know, oh, I think he. Has, I think he is from Baltimore. I don't think he's from New York. All right, well, then there you go. None of these niggas are from New York. All right, so it's fine. But they, they've had a couple of good players in their in their time. It's just they needed more. Oh, Listen, this is like, New York has been the forest as shit. Like, Brooklyn Nets are their saving grace right now. It's crazy. <laughs> they really are. But, uh... 
in other news, um, shout out to Greg, man. Shout out to Greg Poppy. Popovich. Um, yesterday. Huh? I said yes, yes. Um, yesterday he, uh, he hit his 26 year mark of finally becoming, being as assistant coach, to getting the head coach title in uh, San Antonio. So it was a 26 year anniversary. Shout out to shout out to Pop man. Um, that that same day they played um, Miami Heat, and they took the W one fifteen to one eleven. So that was that was a uh, that must have been a nice W. Considering they're not doing the greatest right now, and they're in a rebuilding process after losing um, Demar. Yeah. That he probably really, really needed that, and I'm I'm glad, man. He's. I feel like he needs more. Um, he, yeah, he needs more respect, man. Even though like, he is, he is respected. But, like, when, everything's all, when everything's all said and done, I, I hope he goes down as one of the best coaches of all time. He already is considered that. Like I don't like Pop has never had an issue with getting respect. This and that, yada yada. Like Pop, Pop is probably one of, like if not the best, still coach in the league. Has like he's had dynasties under his wing. Now he's just like in a weird rebuilding process at this point in his career, which is I, I feel for him. But it's his choice to do this, right? Like he doesn't have to do this, and he's still doing it. So like you know, like it's clearly what he wants to do. But um, now nah, he's got like what five championships under his belt. I believe four or five championships on this boat. So like now nah, he's he's one of those coaches. So. He's definitely gonna go down. Like I said, like one of the goal coaches. No, without a doubt, yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I'm not even just talking about basketball. Like I, I think he deserves it like outside of Phil Jackson, I think he deserves to be like one of the greatest like coaches of all time in any sport. Outside of Phil Jackson, I don't know. I, I don't know. Jackson, but I don't. Phil Jackson, it's because his success, to, his success to fail rate is like crazy. Yeah, so, but this nigga, like, I don't like doing that because this nigga had Michael Jordan, and then I, I know, but that's not his. Yeah, that, that's I don't know, but that's not like. That, okay, you're acting like that was like purposely hot. Like he got that handed to him. Like literally, he like. Yeah. What you, like, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. He had he had Michael Jordan, and then after that, he had Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. So it's, it's I, like yeah, like, like, like you know, there's some coaches like, that still have the two top. Not sure, sir. No, he did have the two top players, but there's some coaches that do have like, and I'm I'm gonna start naming them just now. But there's some coaches that do have like some of the greatest basketball players ever, and they don't make it work. And I'm gonna start naming them. One of them, unfortunately, I don't want to see it. I really don't. But his success to fail rate is actually insane, which is Doc Rivers. He got to coach Jimmy Butler and um yeah, Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid. They didn't do nothing. They are not the greatest. One of the greatest. Players no, of they're, not, they're, yeah, not the one, they're not. They're not the one. They're not the. Hey, 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 hey! I'm gonna get into. It's not it. the same thing, nah, bro. I'm not doing this. Paul is, Pierce, this is one thing. I don't like doing Paul this. Pierce, get Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. He only made that work once. 
Um, okay, because so, that's all. That's because this is gonna work, bro. Like, huh? Okay, we are talking about Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. The, the, the niggas that you are naming so far aren't dumb niggas, bro. Like a lot of a lot of coaches haven't had like look, Steph. Steph uh, what's his name? Steve Kerr. Steve Curry has like one of the best players of all time right now, and he's right. been making it work. So you can put him in that class if you want to, right? Oh, but right. here's the thing: he's in the same position as Phil Jackson, where he was handed like. Mark Jackson built that fucking like team. He did. Got yeah. the players to do whatever the fuck they were like, you know, got them to where they were at. Then Steve Kerr stepped in and took all the shine after the fact. Steve Kerr, like, I'm not taking away anything from Steve Kerr's coaching because you still got to go out there and win a championship. And he did that shit. So he did that shit. But I'm just saying the same thing as Phil Jackson. They they came into situations that were almost already there, and then just took it over the edge. Like you know what I mean? Like they they pushed them over the edge to get what they needed to go get. But like. He had stuff. It's like yo, you call it like if if he went to the fucking Charlotte Hornets right now, you think he's winning a championship right now, Seeker? I don't know about that one stuff. Like, that's what I'm saying. So it's like I'm, I'm just like saying. Not when you get the best players of all time, when some of the best players of all time, you should be getting a champ. That's why sometimes I'm just like yo, like it's, it's coaching is like coaching is a big part, but maybe like 30 percent. I want to say like thirty percent, and then like it's your the player, your best player, or possibly your best players that make up the next seventy. Because if they are not performing to the way they're supposed, okay, you know what? I'm gonna say sixty. So where are we at? Thirty, and then there's ten percent left. Ten percent is to the others. Because if them niggas don't show up, you're only ninety percent of that other. You know, the other team has a chance and leeway to get that. Like for success, one hundred percent success. You need all of those things working at 100% capacity or whatever to get like, you know, the Michael Jordan basketball championships and stuff. Cause that's what that fucking shit was. Because Michael was Jordan, that, yeah. Pippen, and possibly, you know, at some point Dennis Rodman when he came in and then it became what that was, you know, what it was or whatever. And they want to, they three-peated twice, which hasn't happened since, right? Like nobody's three-peated twice though. I think that was a three-peat with the Lakers. But outside of that, it's never happened. Like, you know, he, he left the year and they came back and did it again. Like LeBron James could have been the guy, or you know, maybe went like you know eight or ten, like you know type of thing. But like he went there ten times, so he had the opportunity, and he yeah. only came back before. So I don't know when we're gonna see some shit like that. But that's not just coaching, right? It's what, not, Pop it's not. Does, what Pop does is fucking coaching. Because yeah, you know, he he's had some seasons where he has some bums on the team, like, yeah. like excluding like obviously Tim Duncan. Um, like Tony Parker, Ginobili, like those years and stuff like that. But I mean, even after the fact, taking bum teams to like the fucking play, he 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 made teams work. Like Kawhi Leonard, I don't think would have developed into the player that he was if it wasn't for Pop. You know what I mean? So it's like there's just a lot of different things that Pop does to me, which is why like I like what we were talking about earlier, and like he's getting commemorated for his ability and shit like that. But some like Tim Duncan is probably one of the best power forwards of all time. But if we were gonna put him on the list of like best players of all time, he's not gonna make that top top tier. You know what I mean? But I'm just I'm just saying. There's I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm putting the why, the reason why the reason why the reason why I said the reason why I said and then you mentioned Doc Rivers, bro. This nigga had this nigga did not have any of the best players of all time. Okay, so he 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 coached he coached Trace McGrady, he coached Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. He coached Chris Paul, and, Blake Griffin. And stop it. And he hasn't, he only won one championship. I'm not even done. I'm, I'm starting to name literally superstars. He, he coached uh, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. And now he's coaching. Um, and he also coached um, uh, 
Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid at the same time. And then now he's okay. with uh, Jimmy Butler. So he's coached, at least in his career, around eight superstars. Eight superstars. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that is only one wild. Way. That's what I'm saying. So it's his success fail. His success to failure is insane for the fact that I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a great coach though. I know, but I like the fact that you got handed all those, the fact that you got all the like the Boston one, like if he didn't win that, like you're just oh, Jesus Christ, like <laughs> not only are you getting fired, you're you're never getting a career back in the NBA ever again. Because like you really have three like you know superstars on your team and you're not making it work. That's bad. Like we, we like that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying for the thing. Like for um, back to what I was saying with Phil Jackson. Even if you have superstars, you still have to make it work. Darvin Ham is a prime example. You have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook, and you're not even in top five. So just because you have those superstars doesn't mean necessarily it's gonna work every time. I think I think what great cultures do is bring in a culture in, into the into the. Into the like uh, franchise or whatever, right? Like Phil Jackson was pretty good at that. He brought in, like you know, like he had his own vibe to him and shit like that too, which kind of changed, I guess, the culture there. Um, even like think of even Nick Nurse, like winning the, his first championship with Kawhi. He didn't, he brought a different energy than Dwayne Casey did. Yeah, he did. Right, Dwayne Casey, the Dwayne like let, let's give Dwayne Casey the credit he deserves. What we have right now is built off of his back. Right, yeah. and Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse was, has been there the whole time too, so he was a part of creating that shit as well. So it's not like Nick Nurse came into a situation where look, no, he was one of the assistants the entire time while we were making those runs and shit. So like he 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 was a part of what this shit was, and then he just took it over the edge the next season. And having Kawhi on the team obviously helps like tremendously. But there's great coaches. What they'll do is bring whatever the fuck they think will uh, bring the team to wherever the fuck they need to go. They bring it, and then, you know, sometimes good things happen. Steve Kerr, there's been a couple first-time-year coaches. I think it was Ami Doko. He didn't win, but, like, Nick Nurse and Steve Kerr, first-year coaches, they ended up going to the finals, two out of the three won. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, like, we don't, there's not a lot of great coaches out there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of serviceable coaches that can run a team, this and that, yada, yada. But the great coaches are the ones who still got jobs, like, you know what I mean? And, like, there's a one, two who don't. I thought Mark Jackson was a great coach. I think, uh, you know, whatever the fuck happened in, uh, with, the, with the Warriors, happened with the Warriors, but... I don't yeah, know. You still have to, to credit Phil Jackson just a little bit, man. Even though he did I have the can't. I, know, I, I understand that you had the greats. I understand he had the greats, but like like I said, there's other people that had great, great, like literally superstar Hall of Famer basketball players I literally just named, and they didn't make it work. So, yeah, but that's terrible GMs and owners and shit like that. Like, it's just people hiring the wrong guy constantly because of his name. Like, Doc Rivers is, just became a helpful name and shit like that. So, like, it wouldn't, like, I remember, like, what was it? A season or two superstars and one ring? That's very bad. One of the funniest tweets I've ever seen of all time, somebody tweeted, uh, like, when uh, people were like, oh, Doc Rivers is going to the Lakers. He's like, oh, thank God we, we beat the Doc Rivers allegation. I, I was crying at my screen, fam. I was just like, yo, people know Doc Rivers isn't the game changer. It's the, it's the GMs that don't. You know what I mean? So it's just, you know, it's interesting to watch. Philly's doing that right this year, but... It's the players at the end of the day that win you the championship, not necessarily the coach. So I put more yeah. pressure on the players, and then... Yeah, I, then I, I do the, 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 the
Huh? He also has James Harden and Embiid. So, like, if you do bad, it's just, like, you really have no excuse. It's on them, too. Yeah, it is. Harden it is. But they're, they're consistent players, though. Like, season-wise. I don't know. Okay. All right. They're just play. They're playoff contend players. That's, that's what I'd say. But um, yeah, no. Talking about playoff contending, though, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of teams right now that, like you were saying before, with the standings, that should like their records should be definitely different. But um, there's just been a lot of entries this this season and like a lot of players have been out and definitely affecting some of their records um like for example even though it was one game i hope it doesn't extend to that luca was out yesterday from a quad strain and then Kyrie and katie have been sitting out versus um the pacers game one of the og mans in the nba he's heavily heavily respected i still have bad respect for him Mike Conley, he's he's this guy's missed nine games for Utah. Um and he's a he's a key piece to that team now. Um DeJounte Murray too. He he's been missing for about two weeks. Uh, oh I no, think he's, he's, gonna, I think he's, he's gonna be he's no, he's gonna be he, sorry, he's expected to miss two weeks. Oh okay. okay. Um, he's going through an MRI. There's a lot of players going through MRIs right now, which is it's sad to hear. One of them also being um, Colin Sexton on Utah Jazz. Plus two of the guards from Utah Jazz that are just missing games because now he's missing about one week after going through his hamstring injury. And a lot of these injuries seem very similar too. Um, Obi Tobin from New York next to as well. He's missing two to three weeks. And then probably one of the most influential injuries because this one's going to be the longest one and he's like the, the second <laughs> best player in my opinion to Grizzlies is Desmond Bain man Desmond Bain expected to miss at least three to four weeks man that is really rough and he's the best shooter I feel like, influ- I feel like influential was the wrong is what? I, I like I don't know. he's the second most influential player on 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 Memphis, outside of John Moran. Because, like, he's... Like, he he really, like... He's, he's, a, he's a, like, primer... One of the primary scorers on that team. Like, if, if they have the ball, and they do, like, a pick and roll, and they find him open, they're giving him for that three. And I honestly, like, I understand Dylan Brooks is on the team, too, but... Yeah, I, I'd say he's okay. Like, he's not bad. You know, he's starting to get more points now, coming back. Now that Desmond Bain's out... Like, it's him and Jaw that are just passing the ball around, you know. You got Jaron Jackson as well in the, in the paint. So, they they have those three options. But without Desmond being that, it hurts. It hurts. Because when he was <clears throat> when he was healthy, he was averaging 24 points a game. With 3.8, uh, 3.8 three-pointers a game. He's almost hitting four threes a game. So, that's mad impressive. And he's young. He's mad young. He's like... I'm pretty sure he's under 25. Uh, like m- most of that Grizzlies team right now is, is pretty young. Dylan Brooks is young. Jaws young. Desmond Bain's young. It's a it's a it's a nice, healthy, like young team, you know. So they have a lot of potential. 
But the NBA is, is bedridden right now. It's just all these guys are just watching these games from home out for like two weeks, three weeks. On average, most of these guys are literally missing like around two weeks of, 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 of playing time. And like, considering what you were saying earlier with the standings and stuff, like, they, some of these teams like are going to either have to like fight to get in the playoffs or just they won't make it at all. You know, so that kind of hurts. It hurts a little bit. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's sad. I hate to see it. Right now. But um, one thing that made me a little happier this week was uh, Kemba Walker's return, season debut. Um, he he has been signed to the Dallas Mavericks, which I'm not gonna lie, I didn't see coming. I don't know about you, but I did not see that coming. No, I didn't, and. Um... I'm just happy to see him playing. That's about it. Yeah, I think they got blown out the game he came back. Lucas out, I'm sure too. Luca was out, unfortunately. But he he had like what eight points. He he had a little bit of minute restrictions, so he played uh, 20 minutes, like a little bit less, a little less than half the game. Um, yeah, eight points. He got one block, five assists, and two rebounds in 20 minutes. Not bad. That's good. Solid for a first time back. I'm pretty sure he's probably playing. First time back. And, yeah, first time back, limit restrictions. It's, it's not not bad. People probably expected him to do way, way worse. But that's that's not bad. This is probably only going to go up from here. Another player that I'm very happy that has returned to the NBA is uh, CP3, CKA point guard. Boston Celtics on the 7th of December um, he had a poor shooting night 4 points, 1 steal 4 assists, 4 rebounds the announcers are like oh my god what's he doing, he's not playing like his regular self <clears throat> he clearly heard that the next game versus New Orleans on the 9th and dropped 24 points 7 assists and 8 rebounds so he's close to a double-double so that's that's Chris Paul we all know and love. Point, shout out point guard. That being said, I feel like it's, it's definitely gonna help the Phoenix Suns now. Did we talk? About, did we talk about Chris Paul on the last show, or was that just like we were just talking on the phone? I think we might have talked about it like slightly a little bit. I think so. I'll leave that alone because it was like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I wish I wasn't so. I wish I didn't sound so. You make me sound so disrespectful sometimes when we talk about certain niggas or whatever. You came with these niggas way too hard, bro. And then like bro. I just be sounding like I'm a fucking like like I'm just like terrorizing their fucking you know lives when I'm talking about this shit like that. <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is? Because everybody, everybody, my whole life has always heard me talk good about Paul Pierce, Boston Celtics, and this and that, yada yada yada. Yeah. But there's a lot of like other franchise players that have just played for like one team or like. Even like players that have like went their whole career without getting a ring, that I have a lot, a lot of respect for. Like a very, very big amount of respect for. You know, so just well, that's nice. I'm not, I'm not just like a big Boston Celtics fan. Like I have respect for. These oh, other we players. did. We did talk about Chris Paul in the last show. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You know, I, I think I said enough on that episode. Yeah. He, he deserves his flowers. Um, 
From you, you for, for sure, for sure. Sure, for me. For <laughs> me. Listen, man, I, think, I think he's actually, I think he's a legend. I just, I'm not, I'm not in the, I'm not one of them niggas who's gonna be like talking about Chris Paul like he's the Chris Paul of like old. Like he's just old now. You know what I mean? So it's, it is what it is. Whether he's old or not, 24 points. I'll, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. It makes me, it puts a smile on my face, you know? So, yeah. Hey, look, even, oh, never mind. That's, that's, that's a fair example. Very fair example, because he almost dropped the double double that game. So. No, no, no. What I was going to say was what he, he oh. did. Yeah. Shout out CP. But I'm um, talking about Celtics. The game versus the Raptors. Jesus Christ. Raptors versus Celtics. <laughs> It was like uh, our home game, Raptors home game that night. Um, I remember you were going crazy because your boy Mo Pete was there with Charles Oakley. That was sick. Yeah. Also, was that that uh, game? yeah, I think it was it was that same game versus Boston. And then you said, uh, what's his name? Um, Colin Kaepernick was there as well. Uh, no, they showed him on the camera. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick was sitting there courtside. That was nice to see. I was surprised he came to Toronto game. I'm like, geez. Showing love to the Raps. Okay. Respect. Yeah, man, uh, probably wasn't, it probably wasn't. <laughs> huh? I'm sure he was just the Celtics. Yeah. When probably, Americans probably. come here, I don't think I don't think they're cheering for the Celtics. Yeah, that's that's true. They probably it, it, that does make sense because when they do come here. Coincidentally, the team that they're playing is like a very like good team. <laughs> it's a very oh. good team. It is nine times out of ten, it's a good team. But that game, though, man, the refs, holy smokes, man! Like, it's one thing if you call one bad play, but it's another thing when you know you've been calling a lot of like <clears throat> offensive and like charging fouls on like the. The Toronto Raptors players, and they have to go and like speak on it. Like, uh, um, like I was telling you earlier, like OG Hananobi, like the announcers, they're like, as um, they called like a, uh, I think it was an offensive foul on the Raptors. The announcers yeah. like, oh, and OG Hananobi is about to go have a word with the refs. Mind you, I, I, like I see, I see him get cheesed this and that every once in a while, but like I was one of the most cheeses I've ever seen him get. Like he literally like immediately went to go like, <laughs> like just. Page the ref because I'm like, yo, that was a really bullshit call, man. And it's like, I seen one of the plays, it was like an offensive foul for the Raptors, and then Jalen Brown literally like pushes. I think he, he tries to like drive and like lead in with like his elbow and shoulder. I think it was on Gary Trent that he did this in, like, mm-hmm. literally the next play, like, leads his body in and it's mad aggressive. And then step backs, takes a shot, and they call a defensive foul on that. I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, we literally just did the same thing, and it's offensive. He does it, and it's add one. I'm yeah, like, but like, honestly, <laughs> no, I agree with that. Like, I don't know. I was someone's going with the rest because, uh, like, I thought it was isolated to us, but I've been watching a bunch of different games, and I feel like sometimes, like, the way it looks like to me is like they want to make the game interesting and want to make it close towards the end, but then they have, they obviously have not. Favorite, but they fuck it enough. They fuck it up enough where it's even, because the clock don't make sense on both sides half the time. And then whoever wins after the the refs uh, interference like wins the game. From what I've noticed in certain games, some games, but it's even some 
of the games that I'd be watching, I'm just like, what the fuck are these calls? Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, they're, they're kind of quiet for the whole game up until the, like, the last like six or seven minutes of the game. Yeah, like, it's just fucking annoying, bro. And it's like, it's almost predictable now. Like, they kind of need to chill. If they're really doing something, they need to chill the fuck out because it's actually getting awful. It's already getting me cheese right now. It's already getting me mad cheese right now, man. I'm literally having flashbacks of that game right now. Like, oh my gosh. But you're right, though. It has happened in other games, and I've seen it. But it just cheesed me to see it at a, at a Raptors home game. One of all games. And that game, like, we needed it. And Raptors were playing, like, hard that game, too. Like, they were playing mad aggressive. That's gonna say I can have a good game that night too, so it's just it's a damn shame, man. Yeah, just I, I don't like when good games are ruined. You know what I mean? Right? Like, like even if it's a blowout, like don't don't fuck around just to bring the other team back. Like if the other team can't come back, let them die. Like you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's annoying watching <laughs> games that used to just play all the way through all of a sudden get interrupted by like the rest of all three and then it also slows down the game like it's just it makes it so much more it needs to be this and that so like maybe there's something to that too like i don't know we're like uh you know what let's, let's make it a little interesting all right follow like what <laughs> that's the opposite it has the opposite effect though like, you know. no it does it does, it does. It does, man. It does. The refs, they need to fix up, man. It's freaking 2022, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> they need to fix up. But, um, you wanted to speak on the offensive players of the week. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's time for this week's offensive and defensive players of the week. I don't know why I chose that voice to do that. But, um, <laughs> Pascal Siakwo. Um, is our offensive player of the week uh, with uh, he averaged 30 points um, on 40 on 47.7 uh, percent shooting from the field. Uh, he also has seven assists and uh, 2.3 offensive rebounds uh, for the. Like, it was a, this was like a cumulative of like three games, a cumulative through three games, and then um, the de- defensive player of the week this week is OGN and Obi with three steals, 0.6 blocks. And mm-hmm. five points defensive rebounds. And honestly, it was incredibly close between him, Scotty Barnes, and Fred. So those are the honorable mentions. But OG, OG got it this week. Shout out OG, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out OG. Honestly, he's he's proven to be like on like an oncoming like star for the Toronto Raptors. Like he. He's playing amazing this season. He really is playing amazing. And I'm actually happy to see it. I'm happy then, to see it. I wish some of these performances would result in wins, but honestly, like, you know, our players are there. They're showing up. Like, I mean, I, maybe they need a little bit more help. Maybe we need to make a move. I don't know, but like, our players are playing. Because our players yeah. are playing. Um, okay. Even even though you said like it's not resulting in wins, it's like it's a really good effort. I'll give them that because some of these games we talked about, like for example, the Orlando Magic, they were down by twenty and we came back. You know, in the fourth quarter, so their their defensive and offensive efforts like it's pretty good. 
Yeah, no, trust. Like, I honestly didn't even want to, like, put in the work that I did this week just to get, like, some of those, like, averages or something like that. Because I went through, I, I do every player, and then I, go, I do, do all of their offensive and defensive stats, and I calculate it all by myself, this and that, yada, yada. I don't use no fucking apps and shit like that for that. But I felt like a fucking idiot doing that this week. Because I'm like, these niggas play, like, like they're not, like, ass, but it, they didn't get the fucking job done. I'm just like, why am I doing this this week? I should have just fucking eye-tested it this week. <laughs> you were like, you were like, while I was doing the calculations, you were like calling this shit out, and it's like, oh, you know what? I think OG. I'm like, yeah, no, no, no shit is probably OG this week. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm still sitting there doing all the fucking calculations like a fucking moron, bro. I felt like an idiot. These niggas have lost. I'm not. I'm so annoyed with the Raptors this week. Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know where this energy is coming from. My bad, bro. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. Actually, you are not still. It's it sucks to see them like having like. 30 point games or like even like Scotty Barnes like having like like double doubles dropping like 15 and like 17 rebounds like that's really good numbers but it, it just leads that out which it hurts bad because like you put in the work and you lost and there's other players that are going through that right now too there are one of them specifically being Kyle Kuzma he's he, he, he. sorry <laughs> <laughs> Like it's, it's, I think that that sometimes happens. It really sucks to see. Like you have a game where you drop 35, 10, and ten, and you lose. Like goddamn, like you really did so everything. Those, you, like, you know, just stay consistent on the point. You get those numbers. Is that really? Huh? Never mind. I'm just saying. Like, like I, like I'm, I've been pretty consistent at this point. But I'm like, like you can get the, the the best numbers in the world and shit. But if you don't get the win, those numbers are pretty. Like empty, they're useless. The only, yeah, the only place they matter is like fantasy ball. You know I mean? so, yeah, I feel like I know where you're going with this, but no, it's I, <laughs> I, I agree with you saying, but for this situation, no, I'm not gonna agree with what you're saying. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but like that's usually how it goes. If you don't win, you don't matter. Simple and plain. I'm, I'm sure, like he's on my, he's actually on my fantasy team, and I'm talking this shit, but he's on my fantasy team. But like, I'm talking about real life. I'm not talking about fucking fantasies. So I'm, yeah, I'm talking about real life too. If your team is garbage and they're missing open dunks, that's not really well, your, then, your responsibility. Well, a, well, then are you really even that nice if your team is garbage? You're just doing re- really good things on a shit team. I'm just. Hey, I mean, if you're, if you're averaging ten, if you're averaging ten plus assists, that means they can like finish the, the ball. But there's some other players that it might not be an assist. They just can't finish it themselves, and, and that's on them. I don't. I don't want to make this point with Kyle Kuzma because I don't even want to like make it seem like he's even better than he actually is. Like, like he had a great. He did. He really did, man. Considering like Bradley Beal's been on and off, he's been. Ah, okay. yeah, right. and, like, I feel like I feel like this was way too much time, Kyle Kuzma. You want to call us up? Yeah. All right. It's been real, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jurassic Park. It's your boy, John, man. It's your boy, Evie. Y'all next week. Peace. Easy. Yeah, that was way too much time on college. Like, one minute. One minute. Just like, I, like I'm not going to...